to see you here this morning. That is the cool picture. Well, we had a couple really nice warm days. And then the next day, my wife and I were just talking. She said, like, it's hard to believe it's 30 degrees colder than it was yesterday. Uh, and yeah, but, you know, hey, welcome to Ohio, right? So all good. Uh, just so excited. I want to quickly, before we uh, get started, let's say hi to our online crowd. God bless you guys. So glad you're with us today. If you're a guest here today, uh, make sure you fill out that connection card if you're with us. Uh, take it to the front kiosk or the welcome center up there. They'll give you a free T-shirt just for coming. And we're, we're not going to hassle you or bother you, but we want to make sure that you're blessed. And we just wanted a shirt just says live life on purpose. And that's what we believe around here. Also, the men are going to go to their uh, first Saturday of the month is men's breakfast. This next month, they're going to be at Bob Evans at 8 a.m. on that first Saturday in November. So just remember that. Mark your calendars uh, for that. Okay, well, I want to talk about what's been going on. Now, obviously, this is a big, this has been a rough year for America, hasn't it? It seems like at least maybe, it may, I don't know. For me, it has, but, you know, it's been one of those, whew, I'll be glad when the election's over. Ooh, hallelujah. But anyway, this is, let me just encourage you. You know, I don't care whether you're a Republican, Democrat, Independent, what, vote Bible. Just vote the candidate that stands closest to that, to that word. That's what you need to vote. Um, I could say which I think is more, uh, but I, you know, I'm not going to do that. But I mean, just vote Bible. Just you know, go Bible um, and and say you know if they stand against the issues that God stands against, that's what I'd vote. Are they perfect? Neither are any of these candidates perfect, because last time I checked, neither are us or me or you. But let's, let's vote the best way we can, but please vote. All right, so let me encourage you. On your way out, there are voter guides at that guest center. If you're not sure what they stand for or what to vote for, please pick those up. They're free. Take a few with you. If you have friends, that's fine. Uh, they're there for you. That's why we got them. I got a lot of them because I wanted you to have them and give them out if you needed to. Okay, are we ready? So let's get started. Um, we're going to talk about taking dominion. We've been talking about... Just, you know, walking really in the kingdom, the, the person in the mirror, who, how do we reflect? Do we reflect God? And, but all of that, and all I kept hearing in my spirit this last week was dominion, take dominion, have them take dominion. And so we're going to talk about that today. But in this phrase of just when we think about taking dominion, if you talk to people and they're in, um, well, whether they're in or out of church, it really doesn't matter, but you'll hear this phrase, um, and I'm not crazy about it, well, God is sovereign. And I... It is a true statement, so I'm okay with the statement, but it's, it's the way it implies. Well, God is sovereign. It implies that God uh, will just, he just does whatever he wants, whenever he wants, and how he wants, and that's just how that is because God is in control. Now, understanding all of that is very important for us because God is in control. God did create you and I and the world and all that, so there is a sovereignty in that. But inside that frame, there's freedom in that framework for you and I to take the authority delegated by Christ for us to walk in freedom inside that framework. Do you understand what I'm saying? So is he in control? Absolutely. But he also said, hey, here's what I want you to do. I want you to run with this. I'm giving this authority to you. So when we just say, well, God is in control, it doesn't matter what we do. 
then we might as well just sit down and watch Gilligan's Island for the rest of our life because this three-hour tour is about over. Because there's nothing we can do. God's going to do what he wants anyway, so who cares? Who cares whether you obey? Who cares whether you're good? Who cares whatever? And isn't the world seeming to reflect it? You just have to tolerate everything. Let's just be honest. If God, and he does, so loved the world that he gave, if he wanted to interfere or jump in, there's a lot to interfere and jump in on. Because there's bad stuff happening. And, and he is saying, I have given you dominion and authority. And we're going to look at that this morning. Psalm 8.6 says, you gave them charge of everything you made, putting all things under their authority. Now, this is, this is what the Bible is saying. All things are under the authority of the believers, the kids of the kingdom, God's kids, the ones that have said yes to Jesus. He put mankind in charge, gave us dominion, put all things under our feet, and then he, he doesn't intervene in everything. How many knows that? Now, let me just give you... A, an example somebody might remember this my wife will remember this my dad might remember this i was at a church many years ago this is before i was really in ministry as a pastor and i was talking to a couple and their boy was sitting on the ground and he was eating dirt he was eating dirt i'm going to say that he was eating dirt and so I said to her, I said, Connie, he's eating dirt. She looked down and she says, well, I guess you'll figure out that's not going to work. Said something similar to that or, you know, whatever. It didn't stop him. This kid is shoving dirt in his mouth. Just, and then pretty soon he's like, ah. And she's like, told you. I, on the other hand, would have been like, don't eat that. That's bad. She, on the other hand, is like, we've told him, he's not listening, he'll figure this out. Sometimes I think, you know, you'd like God to intervene, but we, actually he's given us everything that we need if we would listen and take authority and take dominion. All things are under our feet. Are they under yours today? If not, let's take a closer look at what dominion really means. Here's our first thought. You and I, if we're believers, we're anointed to serve. So dominion, one of the, what I could say is part of a definition, if I was talking about dominion, means operating in the anointing. In other words, the anointed one by Christ, he himself. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. So the greater one inside me will help me operate and do the things to take authority and dominion. Luke 4, 18 says this, Jesus was saying this, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim that captives will be released. The blind will see, the oppressed will be set free. So it is a God-given gift for God and his people that he is sending that requires a supernatural anointing. He will take your natural and turn it into something supernatural. There's things that God has used me to do, and I prayed for people and watched him heal them. I have no healing power, but it is God inside me. you got to understand, it is inside that God says, I can use a vessel that's willing to let me, that's willing to believe. And then that natural ability is just, it's like if I had a glove, and I, the glove is just cloth, but until I put my hand in the glove, I can make the cloth move. I can make the cloth 
or the glove, you know, whatever. Do what it's supposed to do. That's what it is. We are the vessel. Do you know that you are not housing Christ? Do you know that the Spirit of God is what's... So it is us saying, all right, God, then you help me with your, your ways and what I need to do. Let me just say, it's not automatic. Just because, you know, just because you go to McDonald's doesn't make you a Big Mac. It's not automatic. It's not just because, okay, now, then everything that happens to me is God, you know, God is, you know, yeah, God makes all things work together for good, but I'm here to tell you, not all things are good. But he can help you make them work together for good. So understanding that this is a joint effort, if you will. You're going to work with God. God has the answers. God is the total picture. He does have control, but you have to submit and work in the freedom of the framework that he's given you. You have to take authority and dominion in the area that he's called you to do. And so then this is how this starts to work. So uh, we have to have that anointing to walk in love. Sometimes it's not easy to forgive, is it? Sometimes it's almost past the natural so you got to have some kind of a supernatural. You have to be able to, to walk in love. The word anoint means to pour out on, put on, or smear on. You know, so I have, I have some oil right here. But it represents the Holy Spirit or the oil uh, that is put on, uh, a healing, if you will. It's just, it is applied, you know, that anointing. So when we submit to God, that anointing then is put on or applied, when we submit and, and walk in that authority. It gives us the ability to take dominion over every area of your life. To do things that you couldn't do otherwise. To make things that just would not happen. And I've said it before. You've heard me tell stories of frozen locks opening up. You've heard me tell stories of praying for people watching legs snap back in place. And lumps go away. And rashes just disappear. And I can't do that. I don't do that. God does that. He just happens to use me to do that. The anointing is what gave Samson supernatural strength and the ability to overcome his enemies with just the jawbone of a donkey. The anointing is what enabled David to kill Goliath. The anointing is what allowed Joseph the knowledge to run Potiphar's house and all of his affairs with notable success. And that same anointing, that same dominion anointing, that same authority anointing is residing in everybody or can reside that says, I say yes to Jesus. We need to expect to operate in the anointing if we want to take dominion. So let me ask you, what's your expectations? You know, it doesn't mean if you're like, oh, Brett, I'm not there. I get it. I've not been there all my life. It doesn't mean that you're a bad person. It just means sometimes... We have no expectation. We just kind of exist through life. And it doesn't mean that it's bad. It just means it could be so much better. You know, you could, things happen to everybody. In this life, you'll have tribulation. You can either be a half glass full or a half glass empty person. You know, life happens. And again, they've said it before. It's like 10% of what happens to you. It's 90% of how you take it. How do we perceive it? How do we walk it out? Does it stop you? Is that okay? That's it. Here's our second thought. 
you won't lack. Dominion means prospering financially. Now it means prospering in all kinds of areas. So I'm not just talking financially, but we're going to talk about that for just a second. Deuteronomy 28, 12 says, The Lord will reign at the proper time from his rich treasury in the heavens and will bless all the work you do. You will lend to many nations, but you'll never need to borrow from them. You see, dominion starts setting you apart from the rest of the world. You don't have to sing the song, I owe, I owe, it's off to work, I go. You can say, God, show me a different way. But that way, even if he shows you, doesn't happen unless you take authority. Unless you take dominion. You are in charge of you. With the help of God, but you are still in charge of you. As a believer, I believe we should always be the head in every situation, not the tail. We should have what we need. We should pay our bills on time. We should be able to be generous on every occasion. It hasn't always been that way. And again, think about this. And I'm just telling you my life and, and PK's life because we didn't expect it to be that way. It's not like we were instantly, we were saved and all of a sudden. Life sometimes, you, you walk it out and you learn. It's kind of like eating dirt. <laughs> that didn't work out too well. Let's figure this out. But still, you figure the things out. So you walk out and you're like, you know what? I cannot outgive God. And this isn't my money. It's God's money. So I'm going to give God more. And when I give God more, he says, you know what? Because Brett's given me more, I'm going to bless him more. And I didn't give it for the blessing, but they just happened. I think other people should see the blessing of the Lord on your life. I think they should look and see a notable difference and go, well, the same thing's happening to you, but you seem to be okay. Do you know during all of this COVID, and I'll talk about it again in a minute, so I won't go into to great depth right now, but, um, you know, the church, God has blessed this church. What we were, you know, people were like, oh my gosh, I hope we don't have to shut the doors down. And da-da-da. I heard other ministers saying that, and we just, Kim and I just said, we will not. You know, we'll do what we're supposed to do when we're supposed to do it, but God, you're going to, and we actually, we prospered during that time. God has been so good. I believe prospering in, in ways where I'll, everybody around isn't is a testimony of how good God is. Now, remember last time I talked about land of Goshen? And that's where all the Israelites were at, you know, and, and Egypt was having all these plagues, but not in Goshen. I mean, it's, I want people to be in like, how did that happen? I mean, God is just, he is in, he loves, I love to bless my children. I love to bless my children's children. Now I'm finding out, man, having grandkids is pretty awesome. They're just so cute. And, and, and you know, Mal and, and Justin are like, keep them for a while. <laughs> His cuteness wears off. So far it really hasn't, but. <clears throat> but, you know, I mean, just, just, just blessing. Just blessing. So you know how we work here. You know, I'm, I, I believe God in, in sowing. And uh, so, you know, uh, last year I asked Pastor Gary, I said, can I, uh, you know, he asked me if I got a deer yet. I said, no, I'm, I'm really trying to find a good place to hunt. And he said, well, I'll tell you what, you can come and hunt at my house. Well, that's pretty cool because I've hunted there before. And Pastor Gary has many, many acres. And, but, you know, he's like not only my great friend, but he's also my mentor and my pastor. And he's also, if I could call him, I'd call him Dr. Faith. You know what I'm saying? Because he, he's taught me a lot of what I'm teaching you because I didn't know. And then, you know, so anyway, so I went there. And, and so when I got there, he met me at my car. And he said, 
So he pulls out, he looks, he goes, what are you, what are you using? So he held my gun, and I said, that's a gun. And he's like, have you got any deer with it? I said, I got all my deer with it. He said, really? He said, you can shoot this thing? I said, yeah. And it's a nice gun. It was my dad's gun, and it's, a, it's basically a bird gun. They don't even make it anymore, but, I mean, it's a good gun. And he's like, yeah. And he says, okay. He said, what are you getting today? Man, and then you can feel it. Now, this is Dr. Faith. Should I say what I'm getting, or should I just say, I want to get a deer, but I don't want to tell him, because what if I don't get it? You know, and so the enemy just starts boom, boom. So, so sometimes you think, I don't have any battles like you have. Oh, I have all the battles like you have, you know. Um, I mean, we're human, but thank God, greater is he that's in me. So I just, again, think about what I'm just already telling you. What was I expecting? Did you know faith is expectant? So I said, I'm getting an eight point today. He goes, you're getting an eight point because he'll make me repeat it. (laughs) He's good like that. Pastor, if you're watching, I love you. I do because he's awesome. I mean, he said, so you're getting an eight point. I said, yes, sir. He said, okay. He said, I'll tell you where I'm going to put you. And he told me. And I went out there, and I had to make things do because he wanted to put me in a tree stand, and the tree stand ladder was broke. I couldn't get up there because the ladder was broke. So I had to make a ground blind. And anyway, to make a long story short, deer came. Sure enough, there was my eight point. So this is what, this is now, I've got many deer in my life. And I, I hadn't had really, I mean, every year you get a little bit if you're a hunter, buck fever. You know what buck fever is? That's like, You know, but not, not normally. I'm, I'm a good shot, and, but, you know, here comes a deer, and I, I don't have a scope or anything on this gun. So I just lined the gun up, and I, I saw the deer lunge right when I shot, and I knew, like, oh, that's probably not a good shot. So the deer took off. Well, the gun holds three shells, so I shot one. So I'm, bam, bam. Load three more. Bam, bam, bam. Load three more. Bam, bam, bam. Walk. He jumps up again. Bam, bam, bam. Pastor's texting me like, what are you shooting at? <laughs> and I said, what's the matter? Don't you like the 4th of July sound around your house? And he said, what's, what's scary is you knew exactly what I'm talking about. Now, I'm going somewhere with this. So once I got my deer and everything, I get back to my car. In my car is a beautiful brown, uh, browning shotgun with a note that says, a man of your caliber needs a, a real deer gun to get, you know, I still have the note. But he blessed me with that gun. Now, I said all that to say, I've never shot this gun yet. This year, if I go hunting, will be my first year to shoot this gun. But I th- and he said, what you need is a scope and one shot, Brett. <laughs> I'm like, okay, okay, buck fever, okay. So I decide I'm going to get a scope. So I sew money, and I figured I need about $200 for a scope. Now, I don't know what they cost, but I figured between 100 and 200 should get me a pretty decent scope. 200 came in. I'm going to go buy a scope. So some of the guys said, hey, let's get together and let's, we want to go to sporting goods store. So we went to Cabela's and I'm like, I'm getting me a scope. So she already knows. So PK's already on board with this. She's like, yep, you got your money in. Go have fun with your friends and yay. Oh, yay. (laughs) So we're having dude day and we go to the store and I'm pricing. Well, before I even get to the scope, we're eating breakfast and the, the guys I'm with, they're all guys from here. And they said, by the way, you're not buying a scope. I said, yes, I am. I sold money. And, and they're like, no, no, we are taking care of it. We've already agreed. That was part of the deal. And I'm like, guys. And so I didn't have to buy a scope. They bought the scope. So this is me. 
So wheat, I have $200, I can buy another gun. <laughs> so I did. I bought another pistol. And, but I mean, what I'm telling you is just the blessing of God. I mean, it just, it just starts compounding. It just starts compounding. It's just, been, it's just been amazing. So I got the scope, got the gun, got the pistol. And uh, just so many different things have happened because as we, as we follow God and we're doing what God is saying, he just wants to bless you. It's just like, I want to bless my kids. Kim and I want to bless people. We want to be generous on every occasion. So you shouldn't have to lack, which is, God, I believe for you. So what, let me ask you this. Do you feel you have financial dominion, authority over your finances? Um, do, you, do you see yourself as that? Or do you see yourself, I'm never going to pay this off. I'm never going to be debt free. I'm never going to have money to go here. Some people's biggest dream is to go to Disney World. Do you see yourself at Disney World? I mean, we've been to Disney World a lot. It's wonderful. We love Disney. I'll probably get some letters for that. Don't write me because I won't write you back. All right. You know, it's just like you can go into a grocery store. They might not sell everything that's, that you believe in or is great. You just don't buy everything. All right. Well, that went over well. Okay. So um, do you see yourself there? If you see yourself there, what are you going to do to get there if that is a dream of yours? If you see yourself. So part of taking dominion and authority is seeing what God sees. Now, last week we talked about reflecting. Do we reflect Christ in the mirror? Do people see Jesus in you? What does Jesus see when he sees you? You know, we want them to see Jesus when they see us. What does Jesus see when he sees you? So see, right actions follow a right mindset. So if you think right, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So if you start thinking the way God wants you to think, you'll start acting the way God wants you to act. That's how that works. So the right actions are believing for victory, speaking victory. Life and death is in your mouth. Reaching out and taking what belongs to you. Lord, I'm going to do this. How do you want me to do that? Okay, I'm going I'm to believe for this. I'm going to sow for that. And so, you know, in my mind, again, just going back to a scope, I didn't care how God's bringing the scope. I just know I'm getting a scope. And so to get that scope, it's going to take money. I can't walk up to Cabela's and say, I like that scope because I prayed and I think God wants me to have that. Could you just go ahead and give it to me? The guy's going to say, you are a, you're a wacko case. Get out. So, you know, he's operating by another system. But my system says that God supplies all my need according to his riches and glory. So that's why I'm going to stand on God's system. Here's our third thought. You'll be promoted. Your obedience will position you for promotion. When we obey, we set ourselves up in line for promotion. Deuteronomy 28, 13 says, If you listen to these commands of the Lord your God that I'm giving you today, you carefully obey them, the Lord will make you the head, not the tail. You'll always be on top and never the bottom. I want to excel, don't you? So I want to do that not only physically and spiritually and emotionally and financially. I want to do everything that God so I can be a success in my life, so I can enjoy my life. I want to be a student of the word. I want to know what the word says so then I can say the word. How many knows that God's word doesn't come back void? In other words, it doesn't come back null and void. It, doesn't come, it means something. When it's sent, it does what it's sent to do. With faith behind it, it goes out and it accomplishes whatever the faith that is told it to did you get that? Because that's what, why life is in there. So, you know, I, I have not had a great year. But it's past. I mean, now we're getting into December. It's getting my favorite time so I can start singing Christmas carols. But I've been doing it all year anyway. <laughs> so, you know, 
world is, things are happening that nobody would expect. The Browns actually have a winning season. Nobody would expect that. So, you know, so hey, and I still like the Browns. You know, it's not my favorite team anymore, but I still like them, and I'm glad they're having a winning season. My point is, I've had to take authority over things that have happened to me and declare out of my mouth, wellness and goodness i declare every day i have a great heart it's gonna it's gonna beat right it's, there's nothing wrong there's no damage and it's, i'm gonna have a long prosperous life but the enemy will fight you because when i go to bed at night he tries to fight me and says this is the last time you will see this room you will not wake up he t- i mean he's tried that like every night since this whole thing has happened she doesn't know all of that stuff and i mean she does when i tell her but i mean you know, she is asleep, and I'm doing warfare. So sometimes I wake up tired. Anybody ever feel that way? I went to sleep, and I, I woke up tired. But God is good, and he is faithful, and I have all the energy I need. It sets my boundaries. The word is what sets my boundaries on what I can do or, or shouldn't do, and I obey what that word says. Listen to this. If it's physical, nothing. If I'm going to get, I'm going to be obedient, and I'm going to get blessed for it. I know that's how God works. So physically, then I'm not going to settle for aches and pains. I mean, we all get older, and we have natural aches and pains. I get it, but I'm not going to let a, I'm not going to nurse and just baby myself into a headache or a backache for days and days and days. Are you? I don't want it to stay on my body. So I get it. Getting older, I understand that, but I'm going to take authority and dominion and speak life to that situation and command my body to line up with the word and then release what it needs to by faith so that I'm not dealing with that. And God takes that and he blesses me and gives me the health. Are you there? So we got people there that, how are you feeling? Oh, that's fine. It's just my allergies. Is that what you want to claim? Don't claim allergies. I'm not saying you're not experiencing them, but then speak otherwise. Come on. I have people like, well, all of my kids are sick, so sure enough, I'm going to get it. And then they wonder why they get it. Don't speak that. You know, if that's coming nigh your dwelling or whatever, then you stand up against it. But Brett, I got snot. I got a cough. Okay. I'd still speak life. I'm not going to give the cough the word. Position yourself by being obedient, and then you excel to the highest place possible. Long life, strong and healthy body. I don't settle for strife in our home. If you're getting mad at each other, settle it quick. Because you let in every other evil work, so you don't need strife. You don't need a broken marriage. You don't need rebellious children, do you? I was just in Walmart last night. I so, so, help me Jesus, wanted to go and say, could, could I help you with your children? Because somebody needs to. Because this kid is having a meltdown in the checkout line. I mean a meltdown. Just, and, and she's like, no, 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 no. And I mean, that's all you can hear. They're not quiet. You could hear, I could be clear back in the milk section and still hear them. And the kid's screaming at the top of his lungs, no, no, no. And he wants all the stuff that's on the display. No, you're not getting that. And she's just handing him everything that he was screaming for. Just handing it to him. And then he screamed for something else. Then he wants something in a cart. And she handed it to him. And she's talking on the phone. And, and there's people, you can just see people, all, everybody around is like, oh. 
I wanted to go, let me help you. But I'm not allowed to do that. So, dominion looks different from how it looks to everybody else. And I think our families should look different. I think God's, God's people should have great families. It doesn't mean you don't have problems. It doesn't mean you don't have setbacks. But it means that you handle them in a way that brings glory to God. I do believe that you should uh, look blessed because you are blessed. We don't have to fake it till we make it. We can just walk in it. Now, sometimes I understand faking it till you're making it because you are saying it by faith. So I get that. So I'm not trying to null and void that. But I'm just saying as a whole, as time, because as you line yourself up being obedient, you will prosper. Period. Because you expect it. Because that's how it works. Put God first. Position yourself. And then you'll find yourself increasing in all kinds of areas. Our next thought, you'll be blessed even in famine. And that's what I could say, and I said it earlier. Genesis 26, 12, when Isaac planted his crops that year, he harvested a hundred times more grain than he planted, for the Lord blessed him. Maybe we're good at this. We're saying, okay, everything's going to be good, and we're going to expect to be in blessing, unless something like COVID happens again, or unless can't be that way because then you know we talked about before what's your source so if something else is your source then it is subject to the world but if god is your source now we go back to his sovereignty well he's my source he's not subject to the world system so i've lined myself up with his system and with his system there is no lack in his system, land of Goshen, I'm taken care of. Dominion means you expect to be blessed even in famine. And let me just say, as a, as a pastor, it's hard sometimes because I have the responsibility not only our house, just like you have a house and all that stuff, um, and all the things that go on there, so we have that responsibility, but we also have the responsibility of this building and all the things that come with this. Um, this still, you know, it's a much larger building, but it has electricity, it has gas, it has water, all of that, and last time I checked, they don't really care what my belief system is, they just want money. So, which is fine, but I have to believe, and we are believing, you know, God to supply all of this. So even in famine, not just what we have, but what we, come on, put our hand to. And he's been very faithful. Faith, we can walk by sight, but is that how we walk? We, we see things that God tells us before they happen, and that's how we believe it. And so we start seeing, and we are involved in believing God to fill this. Every seat will be filled. There'll be people before church even starts. They'll be like, i got to get a seat. You know why? Because Jesus is here. And we have to understand that in the lack of whatever the world may be experiencing, God can help you. And people can look at you and go, what is, that? What is up with that? We've had people that have just said, I don't understand. How did that happen for you? And we have only... Did you know a sign usually points to something bigger than you? We just have to point to God. It's God. Now, I just got, I got blessed the other day. I've been, I, I believed and we sewed for a, a guitar. Most of you don't know I play the guitar. 
well, if you heard me now, you would not think I played the guitar. <laughs> but years ago I did. I taught Mallory how to play the guitar, and I used to, when I was on staff, I led praise and worship playing guitar. But that was back in the day, Glenn, you'll appreciate this, choruses. Uh, there was more, you know, like, what a mighty God we serve. I just put them all in the same key, and I could run them together. It was all pretty good. <clears throat> so I would fiddle with the guitar a little bit throughout all these years, and I'd play a little bit. And I wanted to play, and especially with everything this year I had, I thought the guitar would kind of help be a de-stressor. You know, I'd learn how to play a little more. I'd be able to do some. Maybe I could even do some Carmen stuff on the guitar. So I was like, oh, sweet. So I decided. So anyway, uh, we were heading somewhere, and I got a phone call from a guy in the music store. I said, hey, this guy, I don't get him in very often, but I got this mint ovation. Thought of you. I actually bought it thinking of you. Can you come and see it? If you don't want it, you know, I'll be hurt. But, you know, um, but I, yeah, I kind of got it with you in mind, but you don't have to take it. I'm like, okay. Because I thought, this could be the one. And when I actually saw the guitar, I believed it was the one. And it reminded me of my father-in-law, her dad, and the colors that it was. And I just, so I was like, I know that's supposed to be my guitar. So anyway, I did what I was supposed to do. Got the guitar, put it in the car. And he walks out, and I'm walking over to, and, and again, let me preface this. It's going to sound like I'm bragging on myself, but I'm actually, I'm trying to brag on God. So I, I'm not meaning this to say, look at me. If you look at me, I want you to see, like, God did that. Okay, so that's what I want you to know. So we're walking over, and he's looking to walk past my car, and we walk up, and so I have a red Hummer. And it's an 06, so it's not a brand new Hummer. But he's like, PB, you have a Hummer? And I said, yeah. And he said, are you kidding? I thought you were kidding. And I said, no. And so the key actually opened the door, and so he was impressed. I think he thought I was going to go up and go, I was kidding. I got this little Ford Pinto over here. Come here. <laughs> How many remember those? <laughs> I had one of those. Anyway, so he's like, how did you get that? Like, uh, I bought it. And he said, but that set you back. I said, no, I don't, I don't owe anything on it. And he's just, he's just putting all this in his mind. You can just see his wheels like, okay, all right. And our talk kind of, he was like, he was almost like the Maytag repairman. <laughs> Just looking off in the distance a little bit, you know. And, but it is to God's glory, and Kim and I were just talking the other day. All we did, now think about what I'm trying to teach you. I'm not saying look at me, but I'm telling you, Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. So all I'm saying is, I've been obedient, and God says, I love that kid. Can I tell you, he loves you just like he loves me? I'm just, I'm, really, I'm just walking and doing what he's saying. And that's what she's doing. That's what, that's, that's what we do. And if somebody says, man, how did that happen? How did that? Well, I just say, God did that. God did that. Because God is amazing. He's looking for people to take dominion and authority for his kingdom. That we can help other people. We can compel them to come in. And people can say, they don't have to live a life of hell they can actually live a life and even in the midst of famine be all right. Dominion means expecting to be blessed in famine. We, we believe that God will take care of us because he is our source. If I need toilet paper, I'm getting toilet paper. You know what I'm saying? If I need something, he's going to supply it. And, and I just believe him to do that. I trust in the anointing to guide and protect me. I trusted what it says. 
I'm not subject to the times. The times are subject to us, how we take authority and dominion over that. Here's thought number five, and I've got two more, and we're going to be done. I'm going to finish this up quick. So you're healed. Dominion means benefits of kingdom living, expecting to be healed, not just physically, but in everything. Father, show me what you want me to do. Do you want me to sow that? Do you want me to pray for that? How do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? And I will do that, and then I'll be healed. Luke 10, 19, I have given you authority over all the power of the enemy. That's really important for you to hear. He's given you authority over some of the enemy. It says all. Nothing the devil can conjure up and get you. You have all power. And the Holy Spirit can cut through that like hot knife through butter. I'm serious. He can show you like don't fall for that. Don't fall for that. No, do this. Don't go there. Go here. Don't go home that way. Go this way. Don't buy this. Buy that. Put money here. Don't do that. Do this. Sow this amount right now. Do whatever. Whatever he says. So if you get a bad report, take authority. Because what does the word say? Because if you go back to, well, God just heals whoever he wants when he wants. That's not what this says. If you believe that, you're in for a bad time. But if you can take authority and dominion and say, according to that word... This is what it says. It says life, life more abundantly. It says that I should be in health. Then I'm going to take that authority. I'm going to speak. I mean, I have walked in the hospital like Tim Conway because I can't hardly move my back. People that I don't know, sir, can I help you? No, I'm good. Can I help you? I'm healed. You look healed. Shut up. You know, and I'm just walking. I've had strangers come up. Well, we're just going to pray for you. Okay, pray for me. And I went ahead and did what I needed to do. I did that whole Tim Conway thing, the whole way to the car, the whole every step. Father, thank you that my back doesn't hurt. Thank you that every muscle and every fiber is lined up with your word. And the whole time I'm like, oh, I'm hurting. That's what my insides are saying. But what my mouth is saying is something different. And before, when that would have happened, I would have been down for weeks. I was up and about doing everything in, in less than two days. Dominion. Taking authority. You can walk the way that God wants you to walk. You have the ability by the supernatural. Because who lives in you? Don't tell me you can't. If Jesus is in you, can't is not there. If God says yes, yes is there. You take it in the name of Jesus. Speak it by the power of the blood. Redeemed by the blood of the Lamb and the word of your testimony. Every sickness, every disease is under your feet. Expect healing to come to you. And expect to live a divine, healed life. A one that's just like, wow. I had a guy that was putting in the carpet the other day. He asked me how old I was. I said, okay. And uh, the other guy said, what, what year did you graduate, PB? I said, I graduated in, <laughs> I said, I graduated in 79. And the guy goes, what? I said, yeah, I'm 59. I'll be 60 in December. He goes, oh, my gosh. Now, I don't know if he's just trying to get brownie points, but I liked him. <laughs> he basically thought I was in my 40s. Like, you know, I thought you were like, you know, in your early to mid 40s, man. I was like, I'm like, you are a good guy. I'll take that. But what I'm saying is, if that is the case, it's God. I mean, my white hair kind of gives it away. But as soon as you look at my wife, you're like, he did something right. 
That's God. That's how I get people saved. I just stand next to Kim. That's God. Okay. That went over well, too. See how good that went, Kim? Yeah. She's probably said, I told you not to do that. Here's our last thought for today, and I'm done. You're free. So this is the whole part. Dominion means destroying every yoke. So everything the enemy's put on, you can destroy that by the power of God inside you. Genesis 27, 40, you'll live by the sword, you'll serve your brother, but when you decide to break free, you'll shake his yoke from your neck. So all your enemies, all of the depression, anything that the enemy's tried to put on you, you can break it by the power and the blood of Jesus. The devil wants to hinder your promotion. He wants you not to walk free. He doesn't want you to be happy. He doesn't want you to live a life that God wants you to live. He wants you to live down, depressed, trodden, broke, debusted, disgusted. He wants all of that stuff. But God has a better life for you. It's time to get tough and to break those things off. But you can't do it if you don't take authority. You're going to have to do it. You can have me do it, yeah, but I, there's only so much I can do. You have to believe it, and you have to take authority of your own life. I really don't have authority over you in that area. That's you. Now, I got one thing, and, I, and I'm, I'm done. It's 11.32, and this really is the last story. Now, I want you to hear me because um, this is going to, hopefully this will mean something to you. And I said it in the first service, but I didn't actually say it all in the same way we went in this service. I had did everything I knew how to do. Maddie was sick one night. I did everything I knew what to do. I, I didn't know what else to do. I was at the, my wit's end. Kim was exhausted. Maddie was getting sick every half hour uh, or within a half hour to an hour on the hour. Just And there's nothing left. I mean, you know, it's just the dry heaves and all the stuff. And we can't get it to stop. We've done everything we know how to do. Eat popsicles, do this. We have took communion. We did everything, you know. And, and, you know, she is beside herself and I'm beside. Have you ever been that way? Can I say this? There's got to be an answer. But part of us, if we get so frantic, we can't hear it. Be still and listen and expect. And if you can settle your spirit, he's talking. So this is what she said. This is a wise woman here. She, if I remember, I didn't even say this in the first service. She, this is what she said. I'm going to pray in the spirit. You're going to pray in the spirit. And we're going to come back together and see what God tells us. And I think we, and we looked at each other and we said, okay, I'm going to go pray for five minutes in the spirit. It was like five or ten minutes. I went downstairs. She stayed up in the room. Maddie's still, she's hugging the toilet. And she's, she's so weak. She's pale. We're thinking ER. And that's what our natural mind is thinking. So I'm downstairs. And this is what I'm doing. Now listen, I, I didn't go into all this detail. I'm taking authority when I'm downstairs. I am binding and I am loosing. And I am asking because does the, not the Bible say if you ask for wisdom, he'll give it. Father, I need some, What do you want me to do? And what do you want me to bind? Is there something I didn't bind? Because so, sometimes if you're like, you're binding something and that's not what's there and nothing's happening, it's because that's not what's there. So there's nothing, if you're binding the wrong thing, it's like talking to the, it's like spitting in the wind. It's like winking at a girl in a dark room. She can't see it. So, I'm asking, you know, Lord, what do I do? And so he tells me, and, and I came up, and, and I said, like, Kim, what do you got? And she said, I'm just leaning on you, babe. I don't know. And I said, this is what I'm supposed to do. And this is what he told me. He said, you get her, and you hold her. And so I laid on the floor that night in the bathroom, and I grabbed Maddie, and I put her in my arms, and I held her on top of me. 
and all of it just went away. Now, and it was just till recently that, you know, the Lord gave me that story when I was doing this message, and this is what he reflected to me. Because the word is always true. Psalm 91 says, is that not where his wings protect us? He covers us. And, and he gave me that picture, and I thought, oh, my word. The enemy was trying so hard to get to the family or get to PK and I or whatever, and he, he's a slime ball. He will use, he'll go after your kid. He doesn't care. But because you have authority, he wasn't going out by me just, I had to kick him out. You need to understand what I'm saying. I had to kick him out. I had to say, you will not come on my, this is not, no. And so I grabbed Maddie and we held, and she fell asleep, exhausted. She quit throwing up and from that moment, she was better. The worst part of that, and I said in the first service, is she was asleep and my whole body was numb. I couldn't, I was like, I need to get her off me. I couldn't feel my arms. My legs had needles going in them. My head was crooked. I was like, help me, God. But she was healed, and we never had to take her to the, I mean, it was just an amazing thing. Didn't happen by osmosis. Didn't happen because, I, I mean, God still loves me. If I would have took her to the ER, would he have still loved me? Absolutely. Sometimes we have paid money when we could have taken authority, and did it a different way. That's probably hard to hear sometimes, but we've done it. It was just easier. I mean, because my faith was just like, have you ever been there? It's okay to use doctors. It's okay to use medicine. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying, but you've got to listen. I could have said, oh, Lord, I'm not going to do that. I'm taking her to the ER. And God would have said, okay. Because that's how good he is. Is he going to change his love? Absolutely not. Would his grace? Sure it would. Could he still heal her at the doctors? Absolutely. But what he's trying to show me is to position myself. Just listen to me. I got this. She's going to be fine. You know, that's how we are, isn't it? We're kind of like Arrow. He's just learning to walk. He kind of, we said he kind of walks like Johnny Depp. <laughs> running from Indians or something. But, but, you know, here's mom and dad. Come on. Come on. And he'll put his hands out and he'll walk and he'll make it there and we'll all cheer. I think that's like God with us sometimes. He's trying to teach us something. Sometimes it's not so pretty how we walk. But he's like, I got it. Come on. Eyes on me. Come here. Come here. I challenge you today to take some authority. Take some dominion in areas of your life. You know what those are. And start saying out of your mouth what God says. Putting your faith in that. Don't. I mean, it's easy to be faith in here, you know. Sometimes we've been in church, and we've been like, God, I need this. And he's like, okay, I want you to give. And we would give. And then when we'd hit the door, you're almost like, now what am I going to do? And we'll null and void stuff that we could have kept going. And God has had to teach us. And then he's like, okay. Don't null and void what he's doing for you right now. What he shows you, just say, I got it. Okay, God, I'm going to do it. It won't happen if you don't do it. But it will happen if you do it and you can expect it 
and you can expect good results. Bow your heads, close your eyes.